Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Rupert from Survivor, and you're listening to the Showdown Podcast. Yeah! The Showdown Podcast presents The Survivor Series with Corey Miller, Vic Miller, and Brad Scott. This week's episode, the showdown podcast this is another episode in our christmas tastic series holiday themed episodes to get you ready for the big holiday coming up in a few weeks this week we're talking gremlins i am joined as always by Corey, older than the chinese shop owner miller vic Stripe Lives Matter, Miller. <laughs> yes, they do. And I am Brad. Don't let him smoke after midnight, Scott. <laughs> this is the Showdown Podcast, a three-time award-winning podcast. We uh, we look back today at 1984 American co- comedy horror film directed by Joe Dante, released through Warner Butter. Warner Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, <laughs> Warner Brothers starring uh, Zach. Uh, Galligan. Galligan. Uh, who's the uh, Hoyt Axton? Corey He's, Feldman in an early if you role. see a cop coming, Warner Brother. Oh, God. What? He said, when you see a cop, Warner Brother. Ah. I saw that on a t shirt in Florida, actually. <laughs> What's that going to get? I actually kind of laughed at it, but when you said it, I was like, oh, God. That's funny. Oh, when a black guy actually says it, it's not funny, but when you see it on a fucking t shirt in Florida amongst all the other white people, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I was afraid to give you the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get aggro. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, welcome back to the show, Brad. Yeah, this show needed me. Uh, man. How, so, uh, did things not work out with the other job? Uh, okay, here, okay, I don't know. I don't get the joke because I couldn't listen. Because you didn't listen that far the into the episode, so I didn't get the joke. I don't get the joke. Uh, I, yeah, it sucked. It was, uh, you know, holiday time. Need the money. And, uh, Gotta pay them bills. Had to do my verbal prostitution. I was going to say out hooking somewhere. Yep. Uh, slanging jokes, um, and and this ass, um, but <laughs> fun week. Um, but anyways, so we're talking gremlins today. Let's get right into it. Um, it is a uh, 
It is a, a horror slash comedy slash Christmas film, mm-hmm. right. which there may be more of than you think. You would think that would be a very uh, small genre, like a small slice, but there happen. I mean, it's it's pretty big for being that that specific. Do you mean in in terms of horror slash Christmas or horror slash comedy slash Christmas? I think both. Um, why don't we talk about some other horror? Christmas movies. So I've got one this week on uh, Netflix. I just watched uh, the Christmas Horror Story, um, and it is basically uh, several stories that kind of tie into each other. Um, but it's based around um, Santa Claus fighting zombie elves, uh, Krampus, the Legend of Krampus, and the ghost of a Christmas baby born in a uh, in a uh, uh, monastery. <laughs> It's All right, really crazy. I actually I saw this on Netflix too. I didn't watch it, but I saw it. You know. Oh like yeah, pictures. Krampus is white with the big yeah. antlers yep. and everything. I remember seeing this uh, bo- the the box at Best Buy yeah. to buy. It actually wasn't half bad, and it has uh, William Shatner in it, so it's not too bad. Who does he play? He plays uh, the radio. I guess the the like little small local town DJ. And he's talking to everybody through through. And the this holidays. is on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Oh, holy cow! Yeah, I, I saw when I saw when I read the description. I saw uh, Santa Claus fights zombie elves. I was like, I've got to watch. Oh, no, it's it's worth watching him fight the zombie elves. Is there some foul mouth zombie elves? <laughs> uh, and it's got a pretty good twist at the end. So, Corey, what movie do you like in this <laughs> genre? Um. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say I like them, but uh, some of the other ones uh, was Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's, I think, I think that one was just recently remade, and I watched, I saw the remake, which was uh, pretty over the top. It's a serial killer dressed as Santa Claus going around killing people. Um, I think, I want to say there was one from the seventies. One Cr- called Black Christmas. Black Christmas, exactly. It's one I was just. I knew he was going to go for it. Yeah, <laughs> and then of course. You have a favorite, don't you, Brad? That was your contribution to this segment. That was, you you listed off. You, you first of all, you acted like there was a list in front of you, and you get you said. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I say I like these movies, but some other examples are. And then you gave. It took you ten minutes to give one example. You gave that example. Then you just start spewing off a bullshit synopsis of the plot. <laughs> then you have no other example. You have to get one. There was something in the 70s. Welcome back to the show, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I, Hold on, Brad. Oh, I, I got you covered. This, I got you covered. We this got, is what we were missing we last have, week. We you have you, Silent no, Night Zombie Night. Okay. Okay, that's one. That was 2009. We have The Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. And it's not yet. So that's, I mean, that's that's actually a... Is that a, is that a Halloween or a Christmas movie, though? It's a Christmas movie, and there's Santa supposed Claus. to be like scary stuff involved with it, so it counts. There's one called Elves. Uh, don't open, don't open till Christmas. 1984 horror horror uh, movie. One hell of a Christmas. 2002. To all a good night. I can keep going. I mean, there's a there's a long list of them, Corey, but. I'll uh, so Santa Claus. Uh, I will say the the one smart thing you did was you left my movie, which is one of my all time favorite movies. Period, and this is why this is one of my favorite times of the year. 
Krampus. <laughs> Instant classic from all the way back in 2015. <laughs> uh, That's an old one. <laughs> so that yeah, and I think uh, I I think that uh, Krampus might be the bar setter now. You, you think? think so? You think so? I mean, I think Silent Night, Deadly Night's probably still the most popular. Wouldn't you say universally? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as horror, goes. when people when people think Christmas horror movie, I think that's the go to one that pops in their head. Is Gremlins as much a horror movie though? I mean, no humans are like it, brutally murdered it on ranked, camera. It ranked number eighteen on the list. Yeah, no, I mean, I know idea. it's, I know it's classified yeah. as that. No, I'm just saying, like, it's, the, as far as it not being a high, a high ranking, mm-hmm. you know. It's by the way, the, both you guys forgot Jack Frost. Oh yeah, Jack which is like Frost. not yes. the, not the, uh, not the not, one with Michael Keaton. No, not that one. One with uh, the Shannon. Which, by either. the way, how many kids? Have like how many parents have made that mistake? <laughs> video yeah. store went and got the wrong. One. Oh yeah, Jack Frost. I heard about that. That's where Michael Keaton's uh, is his father who gets taken away from his children, but comes back in the spirit of a snowman. <laughs> and then this Jack Frost is fucking a girl with an icicle dick in the shower. Dude, you know what's even better is if they they're like, okay, kids, we're gonna put on a bunch of Christmas movies for you to watch overnight, and they're there to sleep over. And yeah. the mom and dad leave and turn that movie yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> The oh. kids, they come back down. All the kids are just sitting there crying, traumatized. I forgot about that one, but I did see that one. I haven't even heard of that one. Interesting enough, Google classifies Edward Scissors, Scissorhands as a Christmas horror movie. Uh, Not it, horror. It has a Christmas theme to it, kind of. At one point, it snows. He makes it snow. Yeah, but the, like I think of... the whole thing was like he was a they were he was trying to make like him as a Christmas present or something stupid like that, yeah. if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen that. But yeah, I remember Jack Frost. That was That's an over-the-top, wacky-ass movie. I will have to look at that. I've never heard of that before. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I think it is... Uh... Ah, shit. A week, a week off, and you forget what you got going. No, on. I just, I had the, uh, I, I forgot that we were doing the history, and I still haven't put it as like a sound on my phone. <laughs> you still haven't fixed that. No, so I was getting ready to do that, but I had the rules for Gremlins clip pulled up, uh-huh. <laughs> so like, decisions had to be made. <laughs> Did I wait on the history and do the Gremlins? But no, the Gremlins rules should be done before, yeah. during this. So. Uh, now I get, now I got to look up. Welcome behind the curtain, folks. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell was that? Uh, oh, it was Masterpiece Theater. No, that's uh, that's our original piece. Yeah, yada yada. And now, the Showdown Podcast history. Corey? Um, I don't think I saw this until I was in high school, and it, I didn't really have like a real connection to it. Uh, I just saw it every now and then, and... I don't even, not even sure I saw it all the way through. How did you see this in high school 20 years before it came out? No. Vic! I actually remember seeing this movie, I believe, in the theater. Uh, it was one of the few movies that I do remember seeing around the holiday time. Um, there was a theater playing it for some reason. I don't remember why, but I don't know if it was the actual original viewing of it or if they were reshowing, but I do remember seeing it for the first time in a theater. Um, but that's all I really remember about it, other than liking it at the time. And, uh... Yeah, I saw it when I was a kid. Um, seen it a little bit here and there as an adult, and really enjoyed it as a kid. Thought the sequel might have been better though. And this has been a Showdown Podcast history.
All right, so we are taking a look back today at Gremlins, which is, like we said earlier, 1984 American horror comedy film directed by Joe Dante, starring all those people. Um, <laughs> starring all we those people. We already went people. through them, man. We already went people involved with me. Yeah, we had Corey Feldman, the Felds. Felds was in the, the surviving Corey. Uh, oh, <laughs> hold on. Does it get a Mario death for that? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Although maybe this would be a little more appropriate. <laughs> uh, so the movie, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty certified across the board. We have uh, IMDb gives it a 7.2 out of 10. It has a 85% certified fresh rating on Rotten Tomato. Audience score 77 as well. Um, it wow, went, the audience score is a little lower than the the fresh rating. Yeah, that's surprising, right? Yeah, that is, especially for a uh, a horror film. But it also had a budget. I mean, this it, it was a, a blockbuster as well. 153 million at the box office against a budget of 11 million. So that's what almost ten and a half <laughs> times million. Yeah. The budget was only 11 million. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you see those gremlins? Did you see that whole troop of them <laughs> running down the street? No, I know. That's why I asked because uh, from what I read, it was like twenty to thirty thousand just for one uh, gizmo alone. So how much? Twenty to thirty. Uh, so yeah, that, that well, that was probably the bulk of the eleven million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think they had to pay. Uh, I don't think they had to pay a big check to Zach Galligan. <laughs> or uh, I don't think at that. I don't think twelve-year-old Corey Feldman was commanding right. a high rate. <laughs> Although, was this pre or post Stand By Me? Wasn't he in Stand By Me? Yes, it was pre Stand By Me. Okay, yeah. Because that's like where he became like a... That was where he was like a... Like a star, right? Yeah, he was a teenager in that one. This one, he's probably... I don't know. I've never seen Stand By Me. You've never seen Stand I By not, Me? I just, it does not seem appealing to me at all. Four white kids uh, walking around on train <laughs> tracks. Looking for a dead body. Yeah. yeah. Corey's thinking back. That's how it should have been. No, I just watched this like a <laughs> month ago. When you white, you go looking for a dead body. <laughs> when you black, the dead body finds you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, Gremlins, uh, timeless classic. Uh, let's get into it. You know, there's some things I forgot to tell you guys, and they're really important. Number one, he hates bright lights. We know that. But you've got to keep him out of the sunlight. Sunlight will kill him. Number two, keep him away from water. Don't give him any water to drink. And whatever you do, don't give him a bath. And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight. Uh, this movie could be called uh, You're a Bad Pet Owner. <laughs> <laughs> So, Vic, go ahead. Get us started. <laughs> Tell us about Gremlins. So, uh, as we would discuss, Gremlins is about a, uh, I guess, an early a kid in his early 20s still living at home with his mom. So, he's the start of the millennial uh, push, I believe. And uh, his mom and dad, he works at a bank. Um, there's not a lot going on in his town. Uh, and he seems to be one of the more successful people in the town. Because everyone in this town is either out of business, out, out of work, or struggling to pay their bills. Um, the father as well is in the same boat. He's a struggling inventor, uh, inventor who has, uh, on one of his many, I guess, sales trips, uh, gone into Chinatown, some big city that he was at in search of the perfect present for his, uh, 20 something year old son that lives in their attic. See, 
I think what the original script had him being a younger person. And because remember we said later on there was that robot that was in the in the stocking. So I wonder if it was originally supposed to be a younger kid. I don't know. Maybe uh, Corey Feldman was supposed to be the original kid for the storyline. They just weren't. Yeah, and he not, wasn't going to be able to get around as much. So. And not to mention, Corey Feldman was much younger, but was acting like they were best buds. Yeah. So. And he actually had a job. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the dad goes in and talks to. Uh, he follows this kid down into the basement uh, store of this little Chinese. Uh, I guess you call it. Well, it won't be a bodega because that's not Chinese, but whatever you want to call it, a little Chinese shop. Store. And he's looking for a, a present for his son and, and looking at all the different things. Um, instead of actually concentrating on buying something for his son, he tries to sell the, the, uh, the shop owner on one of his inventions. And eventually uh, hears... Which is the, uh, the bathroom the buddy. The bathroom buddy. <laughs> yeah. That thing, I remember that uh, I remember remember that piece of shit. Like, yeah. it, that was like nostalgia brought back. <laughs> when I saw that in the movie, I, I just remember. I remember when I was younger, looking at thing, going, "How would you actually use that thing? It's like this. It's like the size of your fist, mm-hmm. <laughs> and nothing pops all the way out like a Swiss Army knife. It just pops up. So and it just everything seems like it sprays would work. on you. Yeah. <laughs> you get soap in there, and it ends up on your toothbrush. Or well, whatever. he was an inventor. He was an inventor, but not a great inventor. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, so as he's talking to him, he keeps hearing a little song being played in the background, something singing, and it's distracting him. And he eventually goes over and finds Gizmo the Mogwai, uh, a small, un- undisclosed or un- undescribed animal that no one's ever seen before. Voiced by... You're the fat guy, Corey. Do you guys not know? Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Really? Yes. yes. Hmm. He didn't think I knew, but he's supposed to be presenting fi- the facts here. I figured you knew, but <laughs> with the way you reacted, I was like, hey, all right, then I guess you don't know. Well, we got to keep you working, Corey, so uh, I was trying to give you a segue to have a you know a piece of, piece like, of the action. All right. So... Uh, he tries to talk the uh, shop owner into selling him the Mogwai for a hundred bucks. When he doesn't go for it, he offers him two hundred dollars because you can't you can't beat American money. And uh, the old man's like, "No, you you can't have it. It's not safe." So he oh. tells him to leave the shop. And the the kid, the ne- the grandson, is like, "All right, I gotta get this money. We got bills to pay." So he tells him to go outside and wait. And he brings him the Mogwai and trades it for two hundred bucks. White man just well, had to have for everything. being a struggling inventor, you may not want to drop two hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he was on a sales trip, he must have sold a like one or two of those stupid uh, bathroom buddies, and he just like wasted it on his kid. That's two hundred bucks on a kid for one present for Christmas. You can make that thing last. I can get a lot of presents for several kids for two hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, he proceeds. Uh, he gets ready to leave, but the kid tells him that he has to follow the rules, as, as we've mentioned before. You know what? He has two hundred bucks, and there are people out there. That don't even, you know, have legs. I have no legs. I have no legs. I have no legs. Were you seriously trying to find a way to work that in there? I, I just was scrolling through the list and saw it. I was like, you know what? what sometimes we need to play sound effects that we haven't had in a while. Corey, sometimes, <laughs> you know, they just need to make a return. Oh, Jesus, you had to get him started, didn't you, Corey? Like, sometimes we haven't heard the cosmic key in a few episodes, so I just <laughs> slip it in. What did you had to slip it in? That's what she said. Did you forget about? Oh, hold on. Did you just do a? That's what she said. That's crickets during the loser game show. <laughs> did you forget about Nutso? Uh, what? 
Did forget you? about Nutso? <laughs> Nutso? You think I forgot about? Nutso? I will never forget about. Nutso? Who could forget about? Nutso? <laughs> oh, God. But go on. Corey, why are you fucking derailing us already? Oh, you gotta bleep that. Nutso? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he explains to him that there's rules about keeping this animal. You have to follow the rules. You cannot expose it to light, to bright lights. It does not like it. And sunlight will kill it. Uh, you cannot get it wet. You uh, And you can't feed it after 12 midnight. Um, these questions are flawed. I have questions about these. I, I think, remember watching this going, there's a lot of questions I have about such these Such as? I think everybody has the exact so same questions. what determines what's after midnight? So at 12 o'clock, you can't feed them, but when does it become okay to feed them again if they're hungry? Mm -hmm. I would say it's like McDonald's breakfast, 6 a.m. <laughs> 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. What time zone? Yeah, it, they they are from China, I'm assuming. Oh, so, so then it's like, don't feed them after noon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like, what time zone are you looking at here? You can't you can't make a decision, especially like if you bought it in say California and you went to New York. It's like, okay, is it midnight in California or midnight where I'm currently at? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. That's that's going deep. But then also like, okay, so what is this thing supposed to survive off of? Like everything needs to drink something. What the hell does it drink? Like, it can't drink water, but is it okay to drink orange juice? Breast milk. Which has water in it? Like, uh, there's just those questions. But he decides that he's going to take this thing home to his kid and uh, present it to him for Christmas. So he takes it home. He, uh, he greets his wife, and uh, we're, we're shown that he is, is not only a struggling Wait, inventor. that was it? That was all the problems you had with the rules? That was my main problems, yeah. What else did you have? I don't know. I did. You made it seem like it was littered with... Holes and well, all you he gave me brought was up, time he zones. Brought up, no, well, he brought up time zones, but I'm thinking like times. Like, what are you supposed to feed this? Like, but, what's so you only had an issue with one rule. What? No. What? No, he said the food time, too. Like, what the food? What is it supposed to drink? Because it has to drink something. Everything has to drink something. Is orange probably, juice okay? Probably can but drink that has water it in it. You can't get it wet. It can maybe consume. No, it said you can't let it drink water. It no. said it in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying. Like, there's got to be something. Everything has water in it, so what milk? the hell? Breast milk. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like that's, that's a question. Also, the like, the other question that built up on that is is what degree of wet? It, what degree of wet is it? Like because he can apparently walk through snow. Yeah. Like that's there's just this question. Well, could well maybe maybe with the with the water like when water's in orange juice, it's diluted by the orange juice. Maybe he can't just have straight water. Okay. Well, that that's that. I'll let it slide on that one, maybe. But yeah, it's just weird. They're just—it's a very open-ended set of rules that could be interpreted any way you really want. I hadn't thought of the time zone thing, but there's that too. As far as the orange <laughs> juice goes in the comic strip, there was—it uh, showed that um, the orange juice could touch it and it'd be okay. Because I think uh, a comic strip. Yeah, it's according to my sources. Uh, there was a comic that went along with this that basically told a little bit more story in, uh, in, in regards to some of the scenes. And Maybe one they of should have gone deeper into that. <laughs> well, shit, this was almost a two-hour movie. <laughs> Which is amazing enough in itself, considering how quick, how slow it started out. And then once they actually started having things happening, it just kind of sped up and sped up and yeah. sped up. And then ended. But it's okay. 
because we're still not there much like this episode (laughs) it's okay because there was no freeze frame at the end yeah exactly so uh he gets home and and he explains the rules to the kid the kid um takes uh gizmo upstairs his father's named him gizmo because he seemed to like the idea and i'm assuming it's because his dad's an inventor and likes gizmos that was Um, also revealed in that comic so he takes him upstairs and uh i didn't know that uh, he takes him upstairs, and he uh, there's several things. Also, like when he gets him upstairs, he's he's t- teaching him music on the keyboard, and like just kind of spending time with him and playing around with him. And uh, I do that with my dog. <laughs> he eventually gets to the point where he gets tired, and they they go to sleep. Um, but the next day, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. The next day, uh, Tree Boy shows up, which is Corey. Um, Not me. To talk to Billy, and uh, Billy introduces him to the Mogwai, and within a couple seconds... Wait, the Mo- who's the Mogwai? Uh, Gizmo. So as soon as he introduces him to Gizmo, um, the kid manages to do several things that he shouldn't. He exposes him to bright light, and then turns around and <laughs> drops a cup full of water on him. On who? On Gizmo. Which, what was in that cup? Like what was there? There was something in there in the cup because it looked he like tried pen- to grab it. It looked like pencils in the cup of water. Yeah, I know. Interesting. So he spills the water on the Mogwai, and his back. He starts going crazy. He starts to uh, who's to the Mogwai? Oh, Gizmo. He starts to convulse and uh, screaming in bloody terror. The kid thinks that they've poured acid on the poor animal, um, and Gizmo starts to uh, to to shiver, shake, and. Goes a fur ball out of his back, and the fur ball, the size about of a cotton ball, starts to pulsate and vibrate and grow into the size of a gizmo-sized puffball, and uh, ears pop out, and uh, we have a new um, mogwai. Well, actually, four of five of them. Five total. of them. Five new mogwais. And and and, and the youngest th- one in girls. <laughs> and at this point, Corey's character. It's like okay, no big deal. Yeah, he's it's, like, can I have one? Because he wanted one, and then he caused this 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 catastrophe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, hang on, one. hang on, no, hang on, hang on. <laughs> you had a Corey relapse. No, no, I swear to God, this just happened to me. When you said you had, you had and then Corey's character. When you said Corey's character. I thought you were talking you had the old Chinese man because that's the Corey of the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, when the hell did he come back? And then, like, there. And then there? I, I had to realize you were talking about Corey Feldman's character. <laughs> but, I complete, and the, but that is sincerely what I thought was he was talking about how we always say there's the Corey of the movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's referring to the old Chinese man for some reason. <laughs> no, but anyway... He's just <laughs> he's just laying on the bed reading a comic book like eh, no big deal. Well, after he tries he's to pro- o- he's over he the fact that all this is going on. After he tries to proposition him into giving him one now that he has five instead of one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, now you got some, you got a few others. Because see, in my head, I would have been like, damn, we got five of them now. We can sell these five. Let's get let's make these wet too. Yeah. get five more, and well, then we'll just give them out to everybody. That's the flaw I have with the movie. <laughs> Every normal person would just come in with a bucket of water. <laughs> We're going to be rich. I'm going to give you one. We're going to make it rain. I'm going to give you one? Oh, because I have five. I think you mean I now have $1,000 and you want 200 And when his dad does return and he explains to him what happens, that's the first thing his father thinks. Because uh, he goes, which is another thing that I, that I heard, when he walks in to talk to his dad about this whole thing, explain to him what happened, 
Um, he goes, I came up here to tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. He was in the attic when it happened. He had to have come downstairs, <laughs> downstairs. Yeah. to tell his dad what Maybe happened. Maybe he was on the first level. Nope. No. He was in the his, his room's in the attic. <laughs> okay, no. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um it's, mean, amazing it's, what you, it's amazing so, what you catch no, when his, you rewatch these movies. His dad was so excited, right? Yeah, like, his dad was like... all the money. Yep. But that's what his dad is, right? He's a dreamer. Yeah. He's always looking for that one invention that's going to set him for the rest of his life. Yep, and they have a we house say that about, Well, they say We say that about those type of people all the time. They're dreamers. <laughs> nah, they're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to make one thing that will make sure they never have to work for the rest of their life. And hopefully they'll trip over it and not have to work to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which that's exactly what he saw when he's like, oh, there's five now? Sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so continue. So uh, he explains to him, like, he they're, they're basically like, okay, well, I guess we have five of them now. And uh, he's like, all right, I guess I'll take care of him. He gets a box, throws him in there, and then then proceeds to just ignore the fuck out of him. Yeah, he ignored him for at least the next day. The and only a half. thing he cared about was Gizmo. And Gizmo, who's watching TV, watching racing things, watching uh, what Miracle on, on uh, was it? Uh, was it Miracle? Uh, no, it was. Uh, no, what was what the- Christmas movie was he watching? We were talking about. Oh, well, it's a wonderful. It's life. a wonderful life. He's watching some move, some uh, NASCAR racing movie or Indy Five Hundred racing movie. He was having a good time. I was not NASCAR. No, no, that wasn't no, no. It was Clark it's Gable. Indy Five Hundred. It was Indy Five Hundred. It's Clark Gable. Is By that who way. that was? Yeah, I wouldn't have the known The actor, that. I believe so. Yeah. I wouldn't have known Brad's that. right, surprisingly. <laughs> but I don't, I'm not sure what movie it is. I'm going to find out, though. There you go, Brad. Thank you. So uh, he's watching TV. and the, the, Who's uh, watching TV? Gizmo. And the uh, the other Mogwai are in a box, like, chattering away. They're just having a good time, and they're talking. To, I guess they're they're figuring out what they're going to do. And what they're going to do is trick. Plotting. Yeah, they're, they're figuring out how they can trick Billy, the dumbass, into feeding them after... 12 o'clock and he's like oh you guys must be hungry but i've already fed you so i can't feed you again and then he looks at the clock and it's what 11 58 or something like that it was 11 40 so it's 11 40 like all right i'll go down and get an entire plate of kit chicken that his mom apparently made for three people in the house oh and a dog and didn't wrap it up yeah yeah, yeah. well it was it was an earlier time but uh <laughs> But uh, she, he comes back with an entire plate of chicken and just throws it Wait, in the box. they had aluminum foil, Vic. This wasn't like settler days. <laughs> this is true. They had Tupperware. And he gets up there. He just throws the chicken in the box. And the uh, other Mogwai that were not Gizmo um, just went off. <laughs> I remember like that scene. It's so gross looking. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. If you if you don't eat if you if you like chicken, you probably won't as much after watching them eat that. They go nuts on it. Like yeah. it's, it's like. And then he reaches in. He's like, "Hey, Gizmo, you want a piece?" And Gizmo's like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> Not after they had it. <laughs> the name of that movie is "To Please a Lady." To what? About to, that, huh? to please a lady. To please a lady. Yes. Clark Gable and Barbara Stanwyck. Released in 1950. <laughs> so, uh, he Gizmo decides... Gizmo Alright, well, hold on. I, I was looking at Vic and saying... Yeah, yeah, I can't see you, dude. I got one eye over you. Oh, boy, I forgot Vic has this Forrest Whitaker eye going on. <laughs> oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get the sound effects for you, but I can't see you. I can't see you. I can't see you. But can't I, see your but I, I'm trying to get those sound effects. I only got effects. one eye going. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Why do we pick on my infirmities? Because <laughs> it's fun. And it's, and the it's same a, reason we pick on you. And Corey. it's a determinant from picking on me. 
<laughs> so continue. So uh, they eat the chicken. Okay, they eat the chicken and um, they snicker and sneer and uh, they then do they go to sleep? Because they know. Well, yeah, they know what's going to happen. But uh, Gizmo, who apparently is like, he just doesn't do anything to like deter any of this. Like, I know it's not his fault he got wet, but like he has to know what's going to happen with these things. And he should have like thrown a fit because he should have seen those of the other Mogwai break the clock, yeah. which is what happens and how he manages. Well, I don't know. I mean, because... Um he was running around with Gizmo in his bag, so it may have happened when they were gone. Because you think he left all five of those by themselves? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. He did leave them by themselves because he took them over to the school, didn't he? He took one. He of took them. one over to the school and then made another one. No, he took Gizmo over to the school and made one off. Of no, Gizmo. it wasn't Gizmo. Yeah, it, was it was one of the other ones. Are you sure? I'm yeah. positive because yeah. uh, Gizmo did not like the did, did, didn't like any of that shit. So. When that happened, it was those two were like getting along on the other sides of the box, so that definitely wasn't good. Oh, that's true. But uh, so the teacher who um, nobody said it that time. Actually, I did. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Vic gets the joke, and Vic has been intentionally saying Gizmo as much as possible. You, on the other hand, haven't gotten the fucking joke. Oh, I get the joke. So uh, the the uh, the teacher who is I'm guessing a biology teacher at the high school, actually the middle school, because it's. The elementary uh, school, I no, think. No, I'm thinking it's the middle school, because Corey's at least, like, seventh grade. That's middle school. Yeah, that was, Corey was in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying it's middle school. But uh, it's a small town, so they know him. He goes in, takes him, takes him. He's like, check this thing out, and puts a drip of water on him. It makes one additional mogwai, and uh, he gives it to him to test. And he starts poking it with needles. <laughs> this dude, Zach, what's his name in the movie? Uh, Billy? Billy? Billy, yeah. Yeah. A lot Working of bad decisions. Asshole, too. Yeah, a lot of bad decisions. Yeah, not yeah. a very good pet owner. No, no, not at all. It's like, I got a new pet here. Well, we, for, we forgot to mention that the first night that he had him, he had him, like, within the first two hours, it was already bandaging up his head because he fucked him up already. <laughs> That's true. And then walked right in. I was thinking when that happened, he walked right into the bathroom and set him down right next to the sink. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, and so there's a sink here, there's a toilet here. Anything could happen right now. <laughs> Not to mention the bright lights that were on. <laughs> well, he turned the lights out. He yeah. at least did that and originally, though. After the mom flashed him with the with the instamatic Will it camera. Will soothe you to hear this bathwater and this waterfall display going at once? <laughs> hey Gizmo, what do you think about this? So uh, he continues on, and uh, teacher the the teacher takes his uh, copy of Gizmo. And proceeds to do tests, and he takes the other one back home. And uh, during that time frame, uh, that the, that the copies are eating chicken, the teacher is eating a sandwich and cheese puffs at his desk, and decides, "Eh, I'm done for the night," and walks out, sandwich quarter eaten, and leaves it for the uh, the, the little copy to get a hold of. I guess he wasn't that hungry. I guess not. But he needed he needed to take those Cheetos with him. Yeah. <laughs> So, wait, so wait, the first time he just dropped a little bit on him, right? Yeah. Didn't, and he no. had five. No, no, no. He spilled half of that jar of water on him. Oh, okay. All down his back. Okay. So it made a bunch of them. But he just put one drop of water on him and made a single one. So I'm guessing it's the amount of skin that gets wet determines how many are made. Because hey, buddy, we're going to hook you up to tubes and just... <laughs> 
make you go through this painful process yeah. all the time. Because he really did not look happy when that shit was going on. He was like no. screaming and kicking and like, oh, you dick! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what have you done to me? Corey move. So uh, Gizmo and Billy proceed back home. Um, also, at this point, we find out exactly how troublesome these uh, these little copies of Gizmo are because they tied the dog up outside to the uh, to the uh, the Christmas lights outside of the house, and he had to go save his dog. Yeah, from that the was Christmas gangster. Lights. I thought the dog was trying to commit suicide. Honestly. Well, yeah, because he saw how his pets get treated. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he was still there in the first place. He's like, like, you make me walk around in the snow, tie me up underneath your desk. I was like, shit, you're supposed to leave me here. And then as soon as you get a new pet, I just don't exist anymore. And as a matter of fact, the dog disappears shortly after all this craziness happens because he sends him off with his dad. What the fuck did the dad do with the dog? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they do... The dog does disappear for like three-fourths of the movie after yeah. that. It shows up in the last scene. So after eating too late, you know, and uh, they, what we find out that uh, if a mogwai eats after uh, 12 o'clock, it turns into a gigantic, disgusting, uh, green, slimy egg sack um, yeah. that gestates for an undetermined period of time um, and then eventually pops like a bad pimple and ejects a gremlin. That uh, takes on a more reptilian version of the Mogwai, though twice as large. I'd say three times as big as a Mogwai. So, um, really strong, too. Yeah. They proceed to torture the crap <laughs> out of Gizmo before they decide to proceed out of the bedroom and go after the mom. Who's heard that something weird's happening. And at the same time... Uh, the kid is going back to the school, and I don't remember why he decided to go back to the school. It's because the uh, the teacher had called him and said, "Hey, one of these is one of these pods has." Oh, did he? Has, yeah, I don't know why, but that just I was like, "Why the hatched. fuck did he just decide to go to the school?" Well, so they hatched at the end of the, his class, right? Right. Yeah. And right, conveniently, right after all the kids left, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the lights just happened to be down because he was showing a movie. Yeah, you're like, you gonna die. <laughs> They didn't want to traumatize the kid actors, so wait. First, first person that died in this movie, right? Yep, black man. Yep. Uh, was yes, he the it first was. One? Yes, it was. Yeah, I guess he was. Yep. So uh, he goes to check out just to find out what happened. Now <laughs> he gets to the school. He's looking for the teacher. Um, the teacher had been trying to coax the, uh, the the gremlin out from underneath the desk with a Snickers bar because uh, I guess he wanted him to calm the fuck down. And uh, you're not you, and you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, but because he stuck his hand underneath it to give it the the, the the Snickers bar, instead of pulling his hand back because there's an unknown creature underneath of his desk, he just leaves his arm under there and gets attacked, bitten, and sucked under the desk to be killed and then stabbed in the ass with a needle. Yeah, it wasn't to really be found smart. later by young Billy. <laughs> yeah, uh, in in one version of the script, he was actually supposed to have a whole bunch of needles in him. I think that would have been funnier. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but they did, they they tried to keep it more family friendly, if you Fuck will. That. I want the extended Blu-ray version where they actually just leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> He's like standing on his back, like drawing blood out of him <laughs> with a huge needle. I like that they actually had him smoke. Uh, the gremlins, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, that was before it was before it was uh, not cool to to display that. 
So he gets there. He sees the that the, the teacher's dead. He's trying to figure out what's going on. He goes to grab the phone um, to call his mom, we, we know, we, we figure out. But when he goes to reach for the phone, a little three-pronged clawed hand comes up and scratches his hand. And uh, he pulls he pulls back, and the gremlin uh, pulls an apple off the the, 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 the the teacher's apple off the desk, and eats it, and proclaims that he does not like fruit. Spits it back at the kid, at Billy, and uh, then busts through the ventilation shaft to get into the school. And Billy conveniently figures out exactly where he goes because he goes to the nurse's office to get a bandage, no. and the gremlin pops out behind him in a cabinet. I don't think he knew it was there. I know it was. I was being facetious. Corey. Uh. <laughs> It's late. I, I'm a little slow. <laughs> a little slow? Just because. By it's the late? way, to be fair, it is really late before Corey because yeah. it's ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had dinner at three thirty. Yeah, <laughs> he's supposed to be in bed like ten hours. Yeah, ago. so what? I've got to get up in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, he uh, decides he's going to try to chase down the the gremlin, and he runs out. Um, but he calls his mom. And tells her they've hatched, which she's already figured out because she went upstairs and uh, all of the eggs are open and the gremlins are gone. She follows the noise back downstairs and finds the first of the gremlins eating her cookies that she was so diligently working on that she had only finished one of. But apparently by the time she came back downstairs, there were three and then he had eaten them. Um, and he was sitting there eating out of the bowl, the, uh, the icing bowl, the mixer, um, when she snuck around the corner and turned it on and, f- and, uh, I guess Cuisinarded the first one. Oh, chop that motherfucker. So up. the mom is actually kind of a badass because within like a couple seconds, yeah. she annihilates three out of the five that are in her house. Uh, that's not bad. Um, <laughs> so she, she does the first one in the Cuisinart. Uh, the second one, she puts it in the microwave. No, she stabs with a knife. Oh, that's remember? right. Yeah, that's right. Comes. She snuck up this on him. This is for my husband's failed inventions. Gets for it his ass. Paycheck to paycheck. Not knowing if the you just gave me, man. <laughs> she let all of her frustrations She went ham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the last one, she sprays in the face with cooking spray and shoves him in the microwave and uh, pops him like a big zit. Like, like enjoyed it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was like watching like, oh, my God, this is so interesting. <laughs> I would have been so great if, like, after the it would have exploded in the microwave, like they just have like a close up of like her face, and then she just takes her two fingers and. <laughs> <laughs> Why there? Why, Why there? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, we're getting punch drunk, people. Punch drunk. <laughs> There's things going into this that should not be there. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, I forgot to charge my phone. <laughs> I got that iPhone, so now I only got one charger and headphones. God. So she runs into the uh, living room, and she's trying to figure out what's going on. And she's- I am not punch drunk. It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> you I'm two sorry. are sad. Corey's punch drunk. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> So uh, she gets in. She goes in the living room and uh, she gets attacked by the Christmas tree, which is where the fourth uh, gremlin is hiding out at. And uh, he actually starts to kick her ass. <laughs> he puts the garland around her neck and starts choking her out. But that's right about the time that Billy, who was at the school, made it all the way across town within a matter of minutes to come in and grab the sword off the wall and whoa, 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 decapitate. But- 
We have no idea where that school was located. Because according to you, it was right around the corner. Yeah, because everything in that fucking town is right around the corner. That's what I'm saying. You didn't need to drive anywhere. I digress. Anyway, he runs in and cuts the head off of the one that's choking out his mom (laughs) and banging her head in the ground. And uh, the clean slice throws the head directly into the uh, fire, and it continues to make some noise as it's dying. (laughs) He cut off the head. (laughs) We got it. So, uh, there's a head in the box, Corey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably would have been better to use that uh, earlier when we said that he brought it home, the gizmo home in a box. Oh, well, if you had your own soundboard, you could have done it yourself. Yeah, no. <laughs> now he's gonna do two of them. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> they realize that, uh, so they've taken out four of the original five. Um, except for the one that escaped from the school, which was the sixth one that they made because he's stupid. Instead of just giving him one of the five that he had, he made another one. Um, but anyway, uh, they realized... He had to show him the nifty trick of animal abuse. I get Yeah. (laughs) Watch me abuse this poor, this poor helpless animal. So, uh, they realized that Stripe is watching the whole thing go on and Stripe escapes out the window into the snow where it's wet and runs away. And Billy proceeds out the door to chase him down. Finds him at a YMCA. Yep. Tracks him down to a YMCA by following the small animal-like footprints in the snow. And when he does get into the YMCA, which has a gigantic pool, not thinking that this is a really bad fucking idea, uh, Stripe surprises him and cannonballs directly into the pool. I loved the cannonball. It was the best part of the movie because he's holding his nose as he's sinking down into the bottom of the pool. (laughs) He's curled up in a ball and the water just starts bubbling and churning. There's strobe effects going off. They're turning green. All kinds of craziness is happening. And Billy's like, I'm the fuck out of here and just runs off. Like doesn't even try to do anything about it he just dips realistic <laughs> though what are you gonna do something drop a goddamn electric wire into the into the pool that would have solved the problem what you think there's like a toaster or ha- whatever Wait, okay so water has made these things multiply feeding them has turned them into monsters how does he know that like electricity isn't gonna make them fucking just mini godzillas just it wasn't walking one of the three spin. rules all right, fair enough. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you, sir. Uh, so he takes off running, um, and he's he now knows what's about to happen. There's an entire full pool, fool. There's an entire pool full of gremlins getting ready to attack the town. So he takes off running, back to his house. He went to the cops. Oh, that's right. He did go to the cops. He had Gizmo in the bag at that time too, didn't he? Yes. Okay. So he goes back to the cops and he explains to the only two cops apparently in this town, the sheriff and his deputy, that there are gremlins about to attack the entire town. And they're like, stop smoking crack. Um, I don't understand. As they're drinking coffee with rum in it <laughs> or whatever the hell they were. Oh, yeah, they were wasted. Yeah, they were completely drunk on Christmas Eve. Uh, so they're like, he's like, well, let me show you this. And he turns on a light and shows them Gizmo. So. They're in love with Gizmo as everyone else is. They think he's cute and cuddly and fun. And he's trying to explain to them that the uh, exact opposite of this is coming. So they drive out to try to figure out what's going on and see if they can help. Because there's a bunch of... uh, We hear on the radio that there's a bunch of reports of little green monsters attacking the town. And as that report's coming in over the radio station, the DJ gets attacked by the little green monsters that are attacking the town. And we get to see the army of gremlins running up the street. I thought that was funny to see. 
Not not funny, haha, but just kind of actually kind of cool. What the the gremlins? The, coming? the gremlins. gremlins coming down the street. There's all stop motion. Yeah, I was gonna say it's clearly fake. You're usually <laughs> the one that's like, "I mean, I have eleven million dollars on your budget. Why don't you use it to make the gremlins look more realistic walking down the street?" I do not sound like that at That's, all. That was a dead-on impression. <laughs> so, Vic, <laughs> you just take a time actually, off. You're going to keep going with the story? It is actually a dead-on impression. I had to laugh at that. Anyway, so uh, they try to explain him what's going on, and as we just start seeing some of the craziness that's going on in the town. So, first, they're attacking um, all of, they attack all of the uh, citizens of the town. They go after the, the guy who plays Santa Claus every year. Uh, so, we have to meet all of the, uh, no, I'm sorry. We have to meet all the townsfolks, which we've already met his neighbor, who is a, uh, an avid Trump supporter um, and uh-huh. a John Deere enthusiast um, who believes that gremlins exist Damn, already. shit. <laughs> and that foreign that foreign policy in World War II created gremlins. <laughs> yeah. And he's sitting in his living room eating a, a, a bag of chips when his TV goes on the fritz because there are five gremlins hanging off of his antenna. And one of the three channels that he gets has gone crazy. That's why we need the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes outside to see what's going on. Um, and as he goes to check, there's nothing on the antenna anymore. But he does hear his John Deere tractor or whatever the hell it was start up and flips out and runs back in the house to try to save his wife. Um, in which point they both ran up against a wall. Instead of going right or left to avoid the, the tractor that was coming at them, they just backed up until they hit a wall and the gremlins ran them over with the tractor. They didn't die, though. There's a thing. There's a clip at the end, if you listen. They said, uh, I think on the news, they said that they were going to the hospital to talk to him. So he didn't die. Although you would think that he does. <laughs> Didn't catch that. So, <clears throat> the, then you progress. You find you see the cops are out there. They're patrolling the town. They're watching all the mayhem go on. They watch as the it's like six gremlins attack Santa Claus, the guy who's played Santa Claus every year, according to uh, the deputy, um, and get eaten by them because neither one of them got out of the car to try to save him from the gremlins. As one another gremlin cuts the brake line on their car. <laughs> and then proceeds to torment them until they take off running for their lives. <laughs> At which point they flip their cop car and they are not heard from again. There's no law in this town. The gremlins have gone crazy. And the next thing we see is... Uh... You forgot about the lady that was trying to buy everything oh, in town. Yes. Uh, what was her name? Mrs. I want to say... Deeble? Yeah, it was something like Dangle or Dangle. I think it's... Something like I that. don't anyway. think that was it at all. Uh, it was uh, Dangle. Dangle, Dangle Realty, Deagle, Deagle, Deagle. 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 All right, Mrs. Deagle. Close. Mrs. Deagle, who owns, I, th- I guess, most of the town, who is a slumlord apparently, and uh, wants everyone that lives in her homes to get out because they're all uh, freeloaders and they have. She has no Christmas spirit. Uh, they show her. Riding her um, stairway chair. Yeah. It's one of those automated chairs that takes people up and down, rips yeah. people up and down their big ass I staircases. I don't know what they're called. Generally, it's for people that can't get up and down the stairs. Right. No, I understand that. She's just she's, fucking lazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. Because she walked all the way from her house with a gigantic ceramic snowman's head. So I'm thinking she could probably walk up those stairs. Though it did seem like there were 12 flights of stairs in that, in that house. But she comes downstairs and we find out that she lives just like everyone would assume she would with like 60 
cats. Um, and she hears a noise. Um, she goes outside to investigate, and the gremlins are singing their theme song. That's great. <laughs> that's what. That's my favorite scene. It is a great scene because they are literally gremlin, gremlin singing their theme song as another gremlin hotwires her stair chair, <laughs> and when she runs for her life after locking twelve different door deadbolts and chain locks, gets on her chair, hits the button, and gets catapulted the fuck out of her house. Yeah, that was hilarious. She just took off like a rocket raw all the way up the stairs and then out a window. Yeah. So she got what she deserved. The best part is they keep looking down into like the music. <laughs> like, like they're reading it off of a piece of paper. <laughs> so she's now gone. The gremlins are now wreaking havoc on the entire town. The cops flip their car and are gone. Um, and we get to, uh, what's the girl's name? Kate? Her name was Kate, wasn't it? Uh, yes. So they get to Kate, who is the love interest of Billy, um, who is a down, uh, a downright miserable chick when it comes to Christmas because of all the horrible things that have oh happened God. to her. Um, and she is being, she's she's literally wah, wah. serving. She's she's a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Yes. That's... Yeah. No. <laughs> is, this, is this shocking is she a Debbie Downer <laughs> tune in next time so she is uh, she's serving a bar full and, and mind you this is the busiest this bar has been the entire movie she's, she's serving an entire bar full of gremlins and they're not trying to kill her no, because she's giving them the liquor and, yeah, and popcorn that, that doesn't quite make sense which liquor is made out of water but I digress. Um, she's they, They're smoking cigarettes. They're drinking. They, they have taken on personas of different people that they've seen, I guess. Um, they're doing uh, like, like uh, what's his name from uh, like the old um, film noir type detective guy. Yeah. And they're doing like, like they're playing. They're playing poker in the background and striping his his. Uh, I don't know what you would call the, the chick gremlin or the. <laughs> The cross-dressing gremlin uh, sees one of the gremlins cheating, and she tells Stripe, and he shoots him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just kind of going at it. And eventually, she gets them all. They're, they're all, like, drunk off their ass, and she realizes out of nowhere that she can use the camera that she knew of nothing about to scare them all. No, because where did something the idea does happen. From? What happened? There was something... Uh, something got in one of their faces. Yeah, like, it was a light. I think it reflected yeah, off of and something. And that, that gave her the idea. I can't remember off the top of my head what it is now, but... She's a quick she's a quick study then, because <laughs> I barely noticed. I barely noticed that myself. I, don't even, I didn't even see what happened that caused her to all of a sudden just grab the camera and start going at it. But she starts taking pictures of them with the instamatic camera they, that they, everyone in this town apparently loves. And uh, they start falling over, uh, and she gets out of there... Just in time for um, what's his face to show up, Billy show up, but he's standing outside looking through the glass, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And eventually, because the door is wide open, and then he comes in the door after she's already like eliminated the most of them to get to the door. He comes in the door and is like, "We've got to get out of here." Like, great, Billy. Oh, that's what it was. He pulled up in his car. Yeah. 
it just it just hit me what what would have done it. He pulled up in his car, yeah, and the lights right. shined into the window, and yeah. that's what it was. Okay, that guy. Okay, I got you now. Now I understand what it was. But uh, so they go to jump in his car, which is notorious for not starting because it only has done it once in the entire episode or entire movie, and uh, it doesn't work. So they get out and run for it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the gremlins are causing havoc, and they go they go and hide at that point. No, they say they head home. They head home. To his house. I don't remember what happened then. Did they wow. Go how how far off it. the rails did you go? I lost it. I lost where, I, where what happened after that. Look, I've been doing this all from memory, okay? No, they go you into, bitch at me okay, about reading it they from go the in, thing. They go into a movie theater. Let's just get to there. All right. So they go to the Let's movie theater. Let's get to there, yeah. They go I'm, to the movie theater and they see... Um, no, we can't go to there because she explains to him what happened, doesn't she? This that? is where she gets all Debbie Downer on him. Does yeah. she explains that? Here? Yeah. And, okay. And they, but I'm saying the gremlins and everything else, they go to the movie theater. Right. So, well, they come out and the gremlins are gone. There's no gremlin in sight. They can't figure out where they went. Mm-hmm. They see what a gremlin in the popcorn bin at the movie theater. So they go in and the gremlins are tearing apart the movie theater, tearing apart the, uh, the projection room. And they actually managed to start. Snow White, uh, uh, was it Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Yeah, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, <coughs> they started reel four. Right. Uh, <laughs> they didn't start at one. Not, yeah, not at the beginning, but they started reel four, and uh, they're watching it, and they start with the hi-ho part where they start singing, and the gremlins start singing hi-ho, hi-ho in the background. And she's like, where are the gremlins? He's like, they're watching Snow White. And he gets... <laughs> song <laughs> he's singing it with it and they've never heard it before they already know the song they're amazing but let's be honest Vic there's not much to it still <laughs> it's amazing so they're like uh, Billy's like we need to find the gas main for the building because he has the smart idea let's light the gremlins on fire because nothing is worse than a gremlin than a flaming gremlin so he goes into the basement which is oh, behind which is behind the screen <laughs> Damn it, floor. you stepped all over it. What do you want me to do? You, don't say anything about it. Don't acknowledge it because you'll step on it. If you don't acknowledge no, it, you, you still step on it. No, no. You didn't have to say anything about it, but you let it. You let me get the chance to get in the, oh, please. <laughs> A flaming gremlin. I didn't know you were still going. Okay, I thought go it was ahead. just the oh, please. So uh, they get into the basement and... <coughs> they break open the valve for the gas for the, the gas main go back upstairs and uh by chance the gremlins fuck up the sc- the, the film again and the white screen hits and they see the reflection of them behind the screen the gremlins all attack they run out of the building after he start- starts a fire on what looked to be a newspaper um as a timer and runs out of the building blocks the door and they take off running and the entire building explodes Subsequently, they have destroyed all of the gremlins except for one 
Stripe, the mastermind, who has proceeded to go to the gross uh, to the uh, convenience store. No, uh, it wasn't the convenience store. It was the yeah, it was kind of like a convenience. No, store. it was it was the like the big department store. Department store. Oh, okay. He went into the department store to get candy because they were out in the thing, and that saved him from being blown up with the rest of them. They notice him in the window, and they go after him. They go into the convenience store. Billy tells her to turn on all the lights. <clears throat> she goes upstairs and turns everything else except for the lights on. By the way, it's with. a Montgomery Ward. Was it? Was it really? Does those even exist anymore? Nope. No, but this <laughs> movie was made in 1984. Once called Monkey Wards. Ooh, referred uh, to as Monkey Wards. Uh, wait, referred name. to or? It's, it was like, you know how people Are say. Are you sure that's just I'm, not what no, white no, people no, in no, your neighborhood call nope, it? I'm telling you right now. I'm like, I'm, where I came from in the Northeast, everyone referred to Montgomery Wards as Monkey Wards. It was a, it was a nickname that they gave to it. It's just how, how, weird, how weird is that? Because that's what I called it too. <laughs> it's that's, a thing that's not even meant to be funny that's two it legitimately <laughs> happened you might want to back away from saying you called it that <laughs> with you it carries other connotations <laughs> at least that's what the one I called on Washington Street <laughs> insert the rough street in your city though. right <laughs> just call it Martin the Luther Black King street. Boulevard yeah 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 <laughs> every city has one and they're all the same so uh, <laughs> they go into the department store she manages to turn everything on except for the lights which in most people would think especially someone as smart as supposedly she is after coming up with the flash thing you would look for a, a, a fuse box to turn on the lights. But she starts hitting switches, turns on all of the, I guess, sound and the fountains, which is obviously what we know is going to happen next. And uh, he's trying to track down uh, Stripe, who is adept at creating makeshift weapons because he starts fucking him up with everything he can find. He hits him with a, uh, uh, a tennis ball launcher. He smacks, he goes after him with a chainsaw, an electric chainsaw. Um, he throws like a, uh, was a saw blade at him. He pretty mm-hmm. much messes him up and finally hits him in the arm with a crossbow, a very small handheld crossbow, um, and tries to take him out. So at this point, Stripe's in the lead. He's beating the crap out of Billy. Um, and he realizes when he hears the water come on in the fountain that he has a bright idea. He's going to go try to get to the fountain. So he takes off for the fountain. Gizmo at this point has escaped from uh, from Caitlin, at, from Katie, whatever the hell her name is, and has proceeded to uh, hotwire a Barbie dream car mm-hmm. and is driving it all around the town. And that's about the time that his father and the dog show up and the dog runs into the department store knowing that they're in there and the father follows. Gizmo hightails it around as uh, as Stripe is riding a, uh, a tricycle around the store. Um, he finds the fountain and climbs up onto the fountain and is getting soaked. But until he puts his finger over the top of the fountain, does he start to transfer to uh, bubble up to make more gremlins? I don't understand how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure anybody does, really. So Gizmo has also found a gun at this time. Not Gizmo. Uh, Stripe has found a gun at this point, And he's trying to kill Billy. Hardcore trying to kill Billy. Um, but he misses every shot because uh, he went to the Stormtroopers school as well. Um, and Gizmo jumps the car, the Barbie dream car, into the wall and almost kills himself. Stripe points the gun at Gizmo to shoot him and Gizmo manages to pull open the blind which lets in the sunlight which fries Stripe and saves the day. Gizmo wins the day. 
And then they go back to the house <laughs> and Cor- the Corey of the movie, not the Corey in the movie, the Corey of, <laughs> of the, the movie, movie, the old Chinese man, shows up and tells them that they're not ready. Yeah. Much now, like America with a female president, <laughs> they're just not ready. Your argument, sir, mm. I do have to say. Is you're like, how did he even know where they were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the news, dude. It was apparently on the national news. Yeah, remember he knew he knew where to go. Yeah, like at least he knew the town. He's like, people are saying this green he, monsters well, destroying the yeah, town. Yeah, and he probably showed up to the town. He's like, hey, do you guys know the guy that has like shitty inventions? <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's, him yeah, right that's over the Peltzer there. place. <laughs> it's the only one that's not burnt down. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> everywhere else is fucked up. Okay, I'll give you that. So uh, the old man, uh, they, they just hand Gizmo over. He's like, here, take him. <laughs> we don't need him anymore because I can't make any money off of him. <laughs> and the old man puts him back in the box he got him for, throws the $200 on the couch, and walks the fuck out. And that's the movie. Kind of uh, incredible hoaxed it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly so what uh, we are going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with our results and decisions for... Whether Gremlins is going to survive or not, you are listening to the three-time award-winning Showdown Podcast. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's commercial time for the Showdown Podcast. Corey, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me. You can find me, Black and Angry, on Xbox One. That's BLAQ and Angry. Or Miller King 51 on social media. All right, Corey, go ahead. Okay, you can find me. You can find me at BradScottComedy.com. Links to social media there as well. Comedian Brad Scott on Facebook, at BradScottComedy on Twitter and Instagram. All right, Corey, go ahead. Okay. Right after I told the people that they can find the Showdown Pod on Twitter, at the Showdown Pod, and... Find us on Facebook, The Showdown Podcast. Click like somebody should. Is it my turn now? Go ahead. Okay. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at NKO Gonzo. Also, don't forget to uh, to check out our other podcast, The Miller Times Podcast, uh, available on iTunes and Podomatic as well. And check out WrestleMania. All right. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Showdown Podcast. This is a Survivor Series episode. Today we are taking a look back at 1984's Gremlins. We have done the deliberating. We have made our decision. And uh, this is one of my favorite Christmas songs, by the way. It's a very good Christmas song. Love this song. I'm kind of a Grinch when it comes to Christmas songs. They kind of drive me nuts. I don't like to listen to them too much. I can listen to them from Black Friday to the 25th. I can listen to them all the time through then. I'm wearing my Christmas sweater. Neither of you guys decided to jump in on the festivities. I don't have a Christmas sweater. I have two. 
I have a Christmas t-shirt. I just haven't decided to wear it yet. This is my Miami Heat Christmas sweater. It makes me kind of sad because it says D-Wade all over it. <laughs> it makes me kind of sad because it says Miami Heat on it. Mm. Challenge traitor. Mm. <laughs> As he wears his blue and yellow. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good joke, but you're talking about my heat. so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do you guys think? Uh, I'll let... Vic, go first. So, I'm going to say that, like I said, I enjoy this movie a lot. I think it's a fun movie, but I really don't feel like it holds up for me. Mm, really? Why not? It's just, uh, I don't know. I, like all, like all of the just miscellaneous little things. There were some funny parts, but not as many as I remember there being. So I think that I've just kind of grown out of it a little bit. And I think you might be right about the second one being a lot better than the first one and i think that that's kind of tainted the first one for me because i do remember laughing a whole lot more at the second one than the first one and then there's so many questions like it just doesn't make any sense just doesn't hold up for me okay Corey. well i'm gonna say uh, aside from uh from the questions we we said about uh the different rules I still enjoyed this movie. Um, it still holds up for me. I, yeah, it's 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 a Christmas. It's more a Christmas movie than Die Hard for sure. And uh, yeah, I I, I your give opinion it. on that does not matter because there's only two people in, in this world: those that believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and no one else. Mm. I think you got that. I I know I, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I uh, for me, for me, it holds up. It's 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 a keeper. So the fate is in my hands. It's in your hands. It quite often comes down to that. Yeah. Say. I'm looking at this little guy here. Do I, I crush like him? I know where this is going. Or do I let him happens. survive? So I did. Like I, said, I saw the movie when I was a kid, and I like I, I was two when this came out. I didn't have the advantage of being like Corey and being like in my 40s. <laughs> I was two. And I do remember going to see the second one in the theaters when I was eight. And I think the second one is much better. Uh, I think it's funnier. But that's not to say that this isn't a good movie. And so for me, it still holds up. Yay. Because it's still entertaining. I still laugh. I still think the uh it's it's you know, it's it's got a lot of humor. That the scene where they're caroling is one of my favorite scenes. Uh the whole, you know, watching Snow White and everything else. I did want to ask you guys about this though, before we move into anything else. So it does survive. Congratulations to Gremlins. Whenever we can figure out our password for Instagram we'll get it, <laughs> we'll get it posted up there. Um <laughs> You, you want to know this the funny thing is there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to that have that exact same problem. There's so many they, if someone changes the Instagram password, no one can ever remember what it is. So we're not alone. <laughs> I do feel better about that. Um, I want to ask you guys about this. There's allegations of racism with this movie. But because there was only one black person in the entire town and he got to die first. Holy shit, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I have it anymore. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, he had me put a bunch of shit on here last right. week. It would have been funny, fell. but 
<laughs> Holy fuck, that's racist. Anyways, so they said that they, they the gremlins um, themselves, the characters of the gremlins, reflect negative na- uh, African-American stereotypes in their dress and behavior. They are shown devouring fried chicken with their hands. First of all, who eats fried chicken with anything else yeah, but their hands? Especially when they were all drunk. They were listening all to black music. What? I didn't know there was black music in this besides Christmas, baby, please come home. Yeah, when, um, when, does that, when did they play that? Break dancing and wearing sunglasses after dark. That's and a black newsboy, newsboy caps, a style common among African-American males in the 80s. It's also a so, no, popular... No, that's a tango. Um, so as... So asking the only one of us on the show who should be able to respond, I'm guessing you don't agree. No, I'm, I'm looking. Okay, so newsboy cap. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming they're referring to the Kango. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the Kango is a black hat, though. It was. Who's the most famous people that wear Kangos outside of Joe Pantalones? <laughs> <laughs> it's Samuel L. Jackson and it's LL Cool J. Okay, first of all, and Cool Modi. Did where yeah. did you did you did you notice that when you were watching? Didn't it? know. Did I not didn't know. notice it at all. I, what the Kango hat? Yes, I saw. I saw it briefly. Okay, so I didn't see it at all. Secondly, like the only like there were a bunch of people getting drunk, a bunch of people playing cards, a bunch of like most of that stuff I attribute to white people. Yeah, that's in racist. General. I mean, <laughs> if we if we re- realistically look at things, when you see that setting, it's not you don't usually see what what white person or Hispanic person is devouring fried chicken with a fork and knife. Right. <laughs> that's not how you eat fried chicken. No. Oh. Uh, Must be me. Walk into any Kentucky fried chicken to see how people are eating it. Fucking hands on. So yeah, uh, I I think that's taking it a little. Yeah, too I think far. I think they're they're, they're it's, trying. It's they're a monster reaching. movie. They're reaching. And if anything, the the Gremlins were the most popular thing out of that film. Yeah, and they're everybody's favorite so part. If nothing else, we'll take them. I, I like <laughs> I like that the break dancing was 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 one of their uh, their. Yeah, but even that. Thing. No, hold on. So even that. Even that. The the style of dress that she was wearing was from Flashdance, which was not a black woman in that movie. No, but she, it was supposed to be Flashdance. She had the long leg, yes. the leg things on. She was doing the whole the whole running in place thing. That's the chair, true. And then she started breakdancing. So, like, if anything, that's a nod to that movie, not necessarily to like break into Electric Boogaloo or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get those. Those examples are horrible. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I say no, no, sir. I may not have chosen the movie, but I will defend it against that racist bullshit. All right, that's fair. And uh, so now, it's a little part of uh, the showdown we like to do. Recast. Oh. <laughs> so, um, I actually thought we would try two. Okay. Two of them, huh? Yeah. We could try the Kate's speech about why she hates Christmas. <laughs> okay, who are you recasting that with? Let's guess. Uh, I'm thinking, well, no, hold on. I'm actually trying to think, is there any other impression that I've ever done? Am I only a one-trick pony on this show? I think you are. Who else have I attempted or done? Eeyore. That was just to show you up. Yeah. was so bad. Yeah, but he still did it. <laughs> All right, so Miley Cyrus. <laughs> She'll be Kate. Uh who wants to read Billy? Billy's line. What's his line? It's what are you talking about? <laughs> Hold on, I've got to pull it up. It's going to be a minute. Okay, it's 
It's the line is literally what are you talking about? Oh, that's it. That's the only line. Yes. Oh, okay. Then okay. Why do you need to pull that up? Have are you still on book? Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought I thought there were more lines than that. All right. So this is Miley Cyrus, uh, and I guess Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Me. I'm playing Billy. Okay. So when do when do I say it? You'll know. Okay. Now I have another reason to hate Christmas. What are you talking about? The worst thing that ever happened to me was on Christmas, buddy. Oh, God, it was so horrible. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were decorating the tree, waiting for Billy Ray to come home from work. A couple hours went by, Billy Ray was at home. So Mom called the office. No answer, buddy. Christmas Day came and went. Still nothing. So the police began to search, buddy. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing. So I went to try to light up the fire. That's when I noticed the smell. The firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. Instead, they pulled out my father, buddy. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney. His arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck, buddy. He died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. And see. <laughs> so. <laughs> wait, what you, what you got going on there? Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> um, it's a good thing that that happened when he was finished. <laughs> okay, so uh <laughs> so I have a question. How did he break his neck? Well, going did, down the chimney. Did he try to go down a chimney like he like had his first? guitar in in his back. <laughs> and the <laughs> guitar like, made him slip. <laughs> Cuz I I'm picturing this like when when she was saying it I was picturing it like if he's climbing down the chimney but he's got an armful of presents, he's got to be vertical, right? So feet Not going in first. Well, if you're trying to climb down a chimney, you're going to go, go down. You're going to go down like this for the most part, feet first, because you use your feet to brace yourself so you can slide down without falling through. Yeah. And he's got his arms full of presents. How did he break his neck? This is what you noticed in the movie full of green this little is what monsters. This is the question that popped in my head. Um, we're gonna have to give <laughs> him a pass. How did this happen? <laughs> we get it, Vic. You this don't the, like the no, movie. It's the worst. It's the worst explanation for his death impossible. <laughs> but we have one more okay. for you guys. A bonus. Oh, two. And I believe this Do one it. is gonna be. I believe Miley is gonna have a, 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 a co-actor. Oh yeah, a partner. Who's that? We're going to go over the rules. Somebody was going to be saying, oh, wow. Yes. You don't remember this. Yes. I was trying to set you up. It's, it's called uh, It's called a setup. Set up for what? So you can say it. I was wanting. I'm not going to introduce myself. Yeah. No, I was wanting you to come on and be like, oh, yeah. Wow. 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 Keep that tortoise off my show. <laughs> I wanted I wanted you to kind of come up like, oh, wow, what an honor to read a scene with you. Oh, wow. There we go. We're going to have Corey's awful uh, Owen Wilson. 
Um, Awful Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) It's Miley Cyrus and Awful Wilson. And yes, I'm very aware that I'm giving myself a lot more credit on my Miley impressions. (laughs) (laughs) Like by daring to call yours awful. (laughs) Look, mister, there's some rules you got to follow. Wow. First of all, keep him out of the light, buddy. He hates bright light, especially sunlight. It'll kill him. Second, don't give him any water. Not even to drink, buddy. But the most important rule... By the way, you were supposed to be saying wow throughout this. Oh, wow. But the most important rule, the rule you can never forget... Wow. No matter how much he cries, no matter how much he begs, never feed him after midnight, buddy. Oh, wow. And see. (laughs) All right, we got through that. Now, uh, I'm guessing you guys abandoned this... On our last episode. What's that? Give us a, a fond Christmas gift throughout the years. Um, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, I got this for Christmas. I, it, it seems like it's something I, I honestly don't remember a lot of the Christmas presents that I've gotten. But one I, I'm pretty sure I did was a Nintendo. Oh, I was, you know, he scooped me. Not really, but. I get, I get the older one because I got an Atari uh, twenty six hundred. I did get an Atari, but I think I got that. I think I got that earlier in the that was, year. That was my favorite. That was my first video game system. I was. I literally kept it. I think till I was about fourteen. I was on the fence with two. I'll save the next one for our last episode. I'll keep the theme going. Mine was Super Nintendo, and my mom um, did the thing where like I opened up all the presents. And it wasn't there, and I was clearly disappointed because it was like the only thing I had asked for. And uh, she did the fade. She had made it seem like she was gonna be able to get me one, like you know. And then, like in Child's Play, she's yeah, kinda. She's like, "Oh, is that one under the couch?" As I'm like all sad and shit. (laughs) And then I go open it, and it is the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and I look like the biggest ass. Like, it was a dick move. moping. It was a dick move. I think that's how my mom was doing, like, get revenge. <laughs> Just on shit I'd done throughout the years. So, ah, I'll make him feel like an ass. And that's our episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is, an, uh, this is a three-time award-winning podcast. And uh, we'd like for you to rate us, review us on iTunes, follow us on social media, all that good stuff. We'll start giving away some uh, some prizes to people that you know follow through and do raid and review us. If not, we'll send Cordy your house with mistletoe. That's right. Give that. And you certainly don't want that. You can see if you can make this frog a prince. <laughs> but I will say this, showdowners, all we want for Christmas. Is you. This has been the Showdown Podcast. Gremlins goes into our Hall of Fame. And uh, we look forward to our next episode, which will be the final episode in our Christmas-tastic series. Kind of sad. And the movie is going to be... Christmas Vacation. That's right. So we're going to tackle an all-time classic and see if it still holds its weight in 2016. For Corey Miller, Vic Miller, I'm Brad Scott. 
You are listening to the Showdown Podcast. We'll uh, talk to you next time. Satisfies the hungry little gremlin. That's it all about. Gremlins, gremlins, bite after bite. What a tasty way to satisfy a gremlin appetite. Gremlin cereal is part of his complete breakfast. Gremlin, yum yum. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.